Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, <laughs> wonderful, super intelligent, very hardworking <laughs> Walt Disney World during a pandemic loving wife and co-host, Michelle. You're so sweet. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so good to have you with us. We are back, and we are actually recording this episode today, Sunday, February 28th. 2021. None of this, we recorded this three weeks ago and now it's going out. This is actually being recorded right. today. Obviously, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we are back from our vacation. I know. I hope this is like riding a bike because it feels like it's been forever since we recorded a podcast. <laughs> it's been only three weeks, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's still, yeah, we kind of got to get back in stride here, but yeah. we have a lot of stuff to talk about, so it's going to be a lot of fun today for Looking sure. Forward. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com, and while you're there, we would love you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. We got back in with a newsletter again <laughs> this week. I had to kind of rush it out after getting back from vacation, but I got it together. It Bravo. was out there and it's going to be back out um, most we weeks, virtually every week from here on yeah. uh, going forward, unless we have another trip or whatever, or some other <laughs> things come up. Uh, but it's just a kind of another way to just be within the Hyperion Adventures podcast. No, just be involved with what we have going on. Right. And you don't have to worry. We don't share that email address with anyone. Nope. It's just for us, just to let you be involved more within our world. Uh, another way to be involved within our world is to follow us on social media. We have a lot of fun on social media. Maybe you were following along with us on our vacation on social media. If you ever want to check us out there, please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We are on YouTube. Um, we have caught up on a lot of videos this week. I was putting out a lot of videos you of episodes. Hard, that, honey. Yeah, well, I wasn't able to get to while we were away, but they, we broke a lot of those out this week. And if you want to check us out there, search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. We sure love hearing from you. We love the interaction, the people um, who really take the time to give us feedback or participate in some of our polls and things like that so thank you everybody yes thank you for what whatever way you're in contact with us we mm -hmm. just appreciate all of you and we did have some listener input this week catching up on some of our prior episodes yes. a couple we had a couple episodes in the past and we threw it out there even though we we didn't send this stuff out ahead of time for you to join us and give your input on it before the shows uh you did give us some stuff and we're going to share it with you now so uh we'll start with uh from our five favorite underrated Disney films, the episode mm -hmm. we did a couple weeks ago. And this came from Jonathan and Camille, uh, who hit us up through email. Okay. And they said, hey, Tom and Michelle, here are our top five underrated Disney movies in no particular order. Atlantis. Mm -hmm. I know wow. favorite. Uh -huh. Yeah. Enchanted, which I, I never really thought of as underrated, but I guess it is. Yeah, I, can, but I get that. Yes. I love Enchanted. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great choice. Uh, Tron Legacy, very kind of mm -hmm. gotten pushed right. by the wayside a little bit. Everybody remembers Tron. Um, Tron Legacy kind of got shoved to the side, but right. uh, it is an interesting movie for mm -hmm. sure. A Great Mouse Detective is another. That's yes. a great underrated choice. Thank you, Jonathan and Camille. And Shipwrecked, which I don't think I've ever seen. Have you seen Shipwrecked? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't ring a bell in terms of 
what it's about or anything, but I, I don't know. It kind of also rings a bell that I might have seen it. Yeah, I'll have to check it out and yeah. see if we can find it somewhere. I don't know if it's on Disney Plus or not, but we'll have to take a look and see what it's all about because they say it's a it's a great film, and I trust Jonathan and Camille. So yes. thank you, guys. Yeah. I appreciate that. We also had some input on last week's episode, our five favorite Marvel movie mm-hmm. moments. I'll start with Josh, who hit us up on Twitter. You can find him at Tombstone Josh. He said five, the opening of Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Troy, uh, of course, the Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, number four, any of Scott Lang with his daughters and their interaction. Mm-hmm. That's, those are always yes. in, uh, enjoyable as well. Uh, Vulture as the girlfriend's dad. So if you know from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming mm-hmm. that, you know, it's such an interesting that the basically the bad guy is the dad right. of the the girl that Peter Parker is trying to date, right. which is uh, really intriguing in that film. Uh, number two, Cap showing up behind the train in Infinity War. So, you know, that just comes oh, yeah. in to save the day and it mm. just appears. He and also uh, um, Black Widow. Right. And, yeah, so it's so cool. Very nice. And uh, finally, Cap getting, mo- uh, mo- I can never say this right, Mojilnir, which is Thor's hammer in oh, yes. uh, Avengers Endgame. That was another great moment. Right. I didn't list in my Avengers Endgame moments, but it is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Well. Uh, Frank from Dillo's Diz also hit us up on Twitter. You can find them at Dillo's Diz. Dillo's with an S, Diz with a Z. Uh, he said, Frank's quick mention five MCU moments. Uh, the burger scene with Happy in Endgame oh, with, yeah. with uh, mm-hmm. Tony Stark's daughter. daughter. That mm-hmm. one's great. Uh-huh. Uh, when Liz's dad opens the door in Spider-Man Homecoming again, mm-hmm. finding out that the bad guy is the, the right. dead father of the, uh, the uh, girlfriend. Right. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh, the Stark Expo, uh, a guy can dream that will happen here in <laughs> New York City. Frank's from New York. Frank and Jen are both from New York. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of funny. And all of the original Iron Man, he says. So really cool. So uh, thanks, guys. Very Finally, good. Uh, Scott in Minnesota hit us up with an email. And uh-huh. he said, hey, guys, can't wait to hear about your trip and experiences down at Walt Disney World. Nice. I love seeing all the photos on Instagram. Again, follow us on social media if you want to check uh, some of those out. Uh, in regards to your top five Marvel movie moments, I have a couple of lists for you. Of course you do, Scott. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. The first, which I agree with Tom, uh, come from Avengers Endgame, which my wife and I watched last night. Actually, just the last fight scene after the podcast in chronological order. On your left, which was a great callback, mm-hmm. letting Cap know that the cavalry is coming. Right. That was my number one yes. uh, pick, as a matter of fact. Uh, Cap calling for and wielding Mojilnir, uh, mm-hmm. uh, then asking for the Avengers to assemble. It gives me chills every time I think about it, even in writing this email. Yeah. Uh, number three, the cannons stop raining fire and focus on an unknown object entering the atmosphere. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, right. of course, to the rescue, laying waste to Thanos' ship in record time. Right. Yep. Uh, number two, it's okay, Tony. You can rest now. Rest now. Yes. Uh, tears every time, he says. Oh, yep. yeah. Uh, definitely, for sure. And I love you 3,000. He says, damn it, I haven't stopped crying yet for <laughs> 60 seconds ago. So uh, that's good. He that said, well, good. that's my time for today, kiddos. I hope I left you enough time to recap your vacation. I'm not sure, Scott. We yeah. may have to do this in two parts now. Uh, thanks, Scott in Minnesota. So. 
So uh, great stuff there. And we'll still, if you want to add some more stuff, although it seems like everything was covered now by Scott in Minnesota. Yes. <laughs> if you want to add anything else, please send it to us and we'll add it on a future show. As for this week's show, lots of stuff for you this week, including another couple of steps toward getting a little more Disneyland in our lives mm-hmm. again was announced this week. We'll tell you about that. And we now know when several highly anticipated series will be debuting on Disney+. Plus. We'll talk all about that as well. But let's get to our main topic of the week. Yeah, we've been excited about this one for a long time, and we can't wait to share it all with you. It's our February 2021 Walt Disney World trip recap episode. We're going to tell you uh, not complete details of everything we did with every day, (laughs) uh, but we are going to hit a lot of the highlights of the things that happened to us along this vacation, (laughs) tell you about our visits to the parks, hopefully give you, especially if you haven't had the chance to visit yet since the pandemic, uh, what it's like out there. And if you have a trip uh, planned or you're thinking mm-hmm. about planning a trip, maybe what you can expect. Right. I think, you know, that that hopefully would be helpful. And, you know, just seeing some of the changes and even now it's still evolving. And, and so, you know, kind of the interesting aspect of, of how Disney has approached this. Yeah. So we'll, we're going to kind of go through mm-hmm. it and just have a little fun with it and, and share it all with you. And we're actually going to start with it, the vacation, actually, well, vacation. It started for me a bit earlier than it did for Michelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because if you listened back in uh, July, uh, you may know that I flew out to Florida, picked up our son, Scott, because mm-hmm. he spends uh, about half the year with his birth father. I'm his stepfather. Mm-hmm. He has his birth father who also lives out in Florida. I picked him up and drove him cross country back in July. Well, it was time for him to go back. We actually had him out here longer than we right. normally would because of everything going on, but it was time for him to go back. So I, once again, he was not, he's not prepared to fly. He, I, we don't think he could keep a mask on right. for five, six, seven hours, right. whatever it is through the airport on an airplane for the entire time. And uh, it may, you know, he has some OCD issues. Right may just bother him so it was easier just to drive him cross country and so that's what i did five days uh from san diego to florida stops in new mexico texas louisiana uh tallahassee florida finally met his father outside of orlando and michelle as well and uh, that's where we passed him off right and uh you lucked out on the the extremely thin window of weather throughout the country where it made it uh, a much more tolerable uh, drive, I would think. Yeah, and I was thinking as the trip was going on, I'm like, wow, we're hitting you know, like uh, 30s and 40s topping out as we were passing mm-hmm. through most of Texas, uh, through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. And I was thinking, wow, I'm surprised, especially because we're in more south. We were down around San Antonio mm-hmm. and Houston, whatever, that that is really cold. And we're a little surprised by that. And we hit some storms and everything else. Uh, but I, you know, obviously we just barely missed the horrible weather right. that uh, went through that area and across most of the country right after that. And, you know, I thought and prayers were with you all that had mm-hmm. to uh, get through that yeah. all hopefully you were all crazy. safe and doing okay out there because the uh, some of the scenes from out there were horrific right it's uh and you know we definitely understand and no tragedy and we know how heart like you said how heart-wrenching that is and that you know even though it may not be prominent in the news right now th- these people are still living with these issues and and these tra- challenges um so Yes, as you've mentioned, our our thoughts and prayers for everybody out there going through that. 
for sure. difficult time. For sure. But yeah, um, as far as the window that we drove through, we were very lucky because right before that, uh, we had a, a winter storm pass through California mm -hmm. and some of the mountain passes that we had to go through were snowed out and it would have been tough to get away, get mm -hmm. through there or I would have had to go way around it. And then right afterwards, like I said, the, the terrible weather. I don't know if we could have even made it through Texas yeah. at that point because it was so bad. Right. Um, so we just lucked out and the window yeah. made it through. So anyway, got out there. Michelle joined us after uh, uh, Pass got off to his father and he's having, a, he's already, we've, we've, we've heard from him out there. He's already uh, mm -hmm. adjusted and yep. having a good time out there in Florida. Uh, we got together and headed out to uh, Michelle's sister and brother-in-law's condo which is right out on the space coast right on the water mm -hmm. and enjoyed a few days just to relax uh before our walt disney world trip after that yeah it was really really great to have that time to just decompress like for, like for you for all the driving that you did um and then just to have time alone for us mm -hmm. and it was a very special uh experience that we got to see a night launch mm -hmm. from spacex and so yeah it was it was really special to have those few days just alone and just not have not to feel like you had we had to be anywhere at a particular time no reservations for anything or, yeah so it was just really relaxed just a couple days to completely decompress before we headed out to the walt disney world resort we ate some good food looked out at the ocean mm -hmm. saw that rocket launch which we lucked into we had no idea that they were going to be doing a rocket launch right. or out there and that you know there was some weather going through we weren't even sure it was going to go off we lucked into that uh strolled the beach toured the mm -hmm. area and and we also visited some of michelle's family Family. We uh, did a very socially distanced, fully masked mm -hmm. uh, visit with her mother, right. and uh, we even saw her niece mm -hmm. as well. She stopped by, and uh, it was just a really nice first few days of our vacation. Yeah, it, was, it really was special, and, and I think it was the best way to start the, mm -hmm. uh, the trip. For sure. So then we headed to the Walt Disney World Resort, and we did that on Tuesday, February 16th. By the way, we also had Valentine's Day out at right. uh, the Space Coast, which was mm -hmm. really nice. Just to, this, the two of us have a little quiet yes. time just together, and that was really uh, special as well. Um, so we're going to go through this kind of park by park that we visited, not necessarily day by day. We'll maybe talk a little bit about what happened each mm -hmm. day, but just kind of park by park. Which park do you want to start with that we visited at the Walt Disney World Resort? Um, you know, I guess we could start from the first park that we went into, which was Epcot. And mm -hmm. I know we did do it a couple days. So mm -hmm. how about starting there? Sure. So we, uh, our first day and we did, we visited two and a small portion of another day mm -hmm. to Epcot. Of course, it was uh, the last week of the uh, Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And we were excited to check right. that out. Uh, we sampled a lot of food, saw some of the displays and just really had a good time out there. Right. I, it was our first time to see the new entrance. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I loved it. I thought, it, it felt right. It looked mm -hmm. right. It it just seemed really to hit the mark there. And so I thought that was really wonderful. And, and we had uh, taken opportunities for a lot of photo ops yeah. this trip. And, and that was one of the first ones so that we could capture that that new entrance. Yeah, uh, the photo. fountain is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I, I, we didn't get to see it at night. I wish I could have. We, we were never at the entrance at night. We came in one time at night, but we went mm. through the International Gateway. Right. Um, so we didn't get to see it at night, but uh, still enjoyed it very much. Now, one thing you're going to see as a uh, kind of a theme going through this is we didn't do a lot of attractions. Right. <laughs> um, not that we couldn't have. Uh, we just didn't. You know, we instead took a lot of pictures, mm -hmm. sampled a lot of food, and just enjoyed Disney for the most part. And that especially was the case at Epcot. Uh, you know, sampling food, right. walking around, people watching, um, just seeing what it was like 
you know, during the pandemic, everybody masked and what the right. experience would be like. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the, the food and offerings, it was similar to mm-hmm. other times that they've had festivals there. So that just kind of felt regular. Um, you know, I think interesting things that I observed were like uh, going into buildings, that there was always somebody there really monitoring, counting how many people, you know, keeping track of how many people. Um, at, at first, it was a little concerning because one of our first stops was the land pavilion. Mm-hmm. And there was a rather long line that w- didn't seem to be moving just to get into the building, mm-hmm. let alone to get onto the attractions. And um, so we diverted. But fortunately, we saw on another day that it was just walk in like you would normally expect to happen. Yeah, and we did get to experience living with the land that day. I think that right. we kind of, because the first day we arrived, we arrived right around lunchtime after we packed everything up, drove all the way from the Space Coast right. out there, got into the park and everything. And I think that between two of the more popular attractions were there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also uh, Sunshine Seasons right. and the Garden Grill there. And I think that because it was lunchtime that maybe some people were trying sure. to get in there and get some food right. or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but it was difficult. And it was busy trip. This was uh, that Tuesday was the day after uh, President's Day. Right. And I think that kind of uh, had a little bit of reason why there was a lot sure. of people there sure. for that. So so we were in Epcot on uh, it was the 16th, which was the Tuesday. And we were also there on the Friday, which was the 19th, just to let you know. But right. uh, we sampled a lot of great food. Mm-hmm. Sushi donut Yay. is still a hit. We got it <laughs> multiple times. Love the sushi donut. We hit some rain on our second day there oh there was gosh, like some yes. storms that went through i went and got a short rib i think it was in germany and right after i got my short rib it just downpoured on us and i'm sitting there trying to with you know with an umbrella and my poncho right. trying to protect my short rib <laughs> from being completely washed out while we tried to find some cover it was it was quite interesting right i was in line over at uh the pavilion in front of italy and uh, or the, the kiosk in front of the Italy pavilion. And uh, same kind of thing. Well, when I first got there, there was several people in line. I'm like, oh, is this dish going to be worth it? Um, and then it started to rain a bit and people were leaving line. So I was like the second person now in line. I thought, oh, that's great. And then all of a sudden it just poured down and you had the umbrella. And so I was like, all right, this is not a time to get a pasta dish. When it's yeah, I, I try to pour. run and meet up with you as fast as possible. And right. uh, once I got there, you know, it, we it, we went and ran for cover. We got you some food and uh, things worked uh, a little bit better. The rain actually slowed up after that. Right. There wasn't as much rain after that, so which was which was good. Yeah, so that, you know, so that, that was good. But the food was good, you know. I, I really enjoyed a lot of it, a lot of trying different dishes, some things that were, you know, like I said like well you like you mentioned with the sushi donut and there was a couple other things that were um duplicates of other ones that we've had but there were some new ones there mm-hmm. um i tried the uh plant-based um brats and yeah. it was really good hard uh, to eat it was, it was very hard. difficult was to messy. eat but it was <laughs> i didn't taste it but michelle said it was really good yeah it was it was delicious and you know and i and i like regular brats too so i mean it, you know and they had a lot of um nice toppings on it as well so that that was great uh i think my all-time favorite and i'm hoping they're going to bring it to Every future festival is a chocolate sipping trio. Yeah, what was it called? The Symphony or something yes, like that? Yes. Where it was the sipping chocolate trio with booze in it, by the <laughs> way, because you know, you need that as well. Uh, it was a white chocolate, a milk chocolate, and a dark chocolate, and they right. all had different liqueurs within them. And it was delicious. It was. I mean, different. there were small cups of it, but enough to share. Um 
And I would normally never think that I would want to drink chocolate. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, you can enjoy like a hot chocolate drink, you know, but that's usually more watered down or milk in there, whatever. And this was a, was a lot thicker, more rich chocolate flavor. But, oh, my God, it was amazing. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny whether we got that like three or four times during the trip. <laughs> <laughs> we only visited three times to the park. We may have got it three or four times. Right. I cannot confirm or deny that for our own waistlines purposes, but uh, it was delicious. It we really were, was. We it was. And out. it was fun. But they also had some nice um, other beverages to try. We tried some beers, some wines as well. Um, and I think we had something that was non-alcoholic. I'm trying to remember now which one that was. Maybe not. Um, but we tried different cocktails this time which we don't typically do we mm-hmm. we typically stick with the wine or beer and, and this time we tried a, a few of the cocktails and enjoyed those as well yeah there was a, a white sangria that we enjoyed i think that was in italy and there was right. a uh, what was the pink one the pink i can't it, remember but it was from japan, japan. yeah mm-hmm. that was really good as well right so, yeah we enjoyed all those and we did get a nice dark beer from um i can't remember what the one that's at the american adventure pavilion right. the name of that uh, kiosk is but uh, that we, we we got that beer a couple times yeah we enjoyed it exactly you know, and, and, you know, from a, the perspective of COVID, you know, and I know a lot of other bloggers, vloggers and podcasters have already talked about this. I, don't, I know it doesn't need a lot, but um, in case you hadn't heard before, it, it, it they do have it where you're not to walk and eat or drink. Mm-hmm. So you do have to find a location to become stationary, you know, when, when you're having these. By the way, everybody dishes. listen to that. You're not supposed to walk <laughs> and drink or eat, pull down your mask. Just pull off to the side because we did see people doing yes. that. And then sometimes the cast members are around to, you know, call them out on it. Right. Uh, but not every time. Right. So remember that when you're out there, it doesn't take for the second. It's just if you want to drink or you want to bite. Right. Step to the side, pull down your mask, have that drink, have that bite, then pull your mask back up Ex- above your nose. please. Exactly. Try to avoid getting into a queue, an attraction queue with food or drink that, you know, that might help you out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> That as well. Right. You're not supposed to do that, by the way. Right. But they did, you know, and again, as been mentioned a lot already, they did do a lot of great things in terms of distancing and being able to Mm -hmm. easily tell how how far away you should be from somebody. If you're in a queue that that snakes and you're going to be next to somebody, you know, having the plexiglass up there on on some of the attractions. Or they stagger the line is that where you're supposed to stand. Not everybody understood that and they still just went the six feet apart. But they staggered the lines where you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be. We learned pretty quickly. Uh, where the lines and the cues right. were, were, were and where to follow through and when to move forward. It was pretty interesting. Right, exactly. You know, and, and as other people have also mentioned, you know, they were very strict on people wearing their masks appropriately, whether they were adults or kids. Um, you know, I thought the few times that I saw them do that, they handled it really nicely. And, um, you know, I don't think they made anybody feel uncomfortable about the request. And, you know, it's it's announced throughout the day at the parks mm-hmm. overhead you hear them reminding everybody of the that requirement and so i think people you know were pretty pretty good about complying with that mm-hmm. uh, i think the other thing in terms of like we were talking about getting into buildings and the counts you know so like if you want to go into a shop mm-hmm. you might have to wait but not frequently frequently it's just that they had a controlled entrance and exit being different location right. Um, but we, unfortunately, we were able to get into the Mexico Pavilion. That one is very popular and obviously for a lot of great reasons. Um, and we could have if we wanted to wait it out. We just 
didn't choose that, but that one was consistently having longer lines. Right, and I think the you know with the Mexico Pavilion, if you've been in the pyramid there, it's it's rather tight spaced, right? You know? So uh, they wanted to really monitor how many people were in there at any one given time. So sure. it was almost always a cue to get into right. that pavilion, and we just never went in. It just sure. never worked out for us. But um, we did do a couple of attractions there. We did. Mm-hmm. We had to do Frozen Ever After because <laughs> hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. Um, we, we did do Living with the Land as right. we talked about. We saw the new. Uh, Canada far and wide, mm-hmm. which we mm-hmm. hadn't experienced before. You're a big fan of Canada. What did you think of the new version? I really liked it. I, you know, I, at first I thought it was a little bit slow. I love those actors. Um, you know, they're they're some of my favorite actors, actually. Um, and I thought, oh, it's a little bit slow, but I loved the visual effects of everything. But how it ended, I I just cried. Yeah. <laughs> But you always do. You, I she's do. very I emotional do. with it. I do. She has some Canadian blood, so she she strikes uh, close to home for her. Right. We watch it. But I just I I do like how they wrapped it up and really made an ode to the very original, um, mm-hmm. you know, Circle Vision mm-hmm. film that they had there, and so I thought that was lovely and and very emotional for yeah. me. You so. know, having having experienced that from a long time ago, so. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? I liked it. Um, you know, I I don't know if I enjoyed it more than the last version. Mm-hmm. I never saw the original version, um, but but I I liked it when it was Martin Short, right? Um, doing the you know doing the narration as far as Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara doing mm-hmm. it, I thought they did a good job. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're quite as funny as Martin Short doing it, but right. I thought they were entertaining. And again, yes, they're two of our favorite uh, actors. Right. Sure. Exactly. So so I enjoyed it, and we also did Spaceship Earth, which was fun to get a chance to do as well and i think that's all the attractions we did at epcot right? yeah it was funny in spaceship earth when they took the picture how our mask or your mask was like a green screen yeah mine was i think i wore a gray mask that day and yeah. that's it that was basically that the green screen of the, <laughs> the the you know the little thing where they take your pictures the if cartoon. you've been on spaceship earth and they do that little cartoon at the end of what your life would be like in the future or whatever <laughs> so my mouth was just whatever you know it was like was a space there. like it was yeah. just like a gap yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> it's funny stuff yeah so. Uh, what park do you want to hit up next? Or are we done with Epcot? Is there anything else you want to um, say about Epcot? Let me think about Epcot. I think we covered it. Um, it was it was beautiful. We you know you you mentioned even though there was some challenges sometimes with the weather, I think it was still easy to have a great time there. Um, you know, as we've heard, they they are increasing the capacity, so you could tell it was, you know, it was still a little bit more than half full for sure, but people were able to you know manage getting around and i i thought things looked really nice and pretty Mm -hmm. for the most Uh, part it was we only park hopped one day we had the ability to park hop we only did it one day and that day was with epcot we did it with some friends that we met there which Mm -hmm. we'll be talking about in a little bit uh you could tell a lot of people park hop to epcot which doesn't surprise me with the the food and options and everything that's going on there it was pretty busy when we got there later in the day. I think a lot of the parks you would see, I know when we we'll talk about some of these other parks we were in mm-hmm. uh, later in the day, actually the crowds thinned out pretty well and we, we could have hit some more attractions if we so decided. Right. But Epcot was pretty full later in the day for sure. Right. Well, like you said, it had the food options. It was, you know, the closing weekend of the food festival. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those were kind of big draws for people. And, you know, one of the things I think we mentioned is, is uh, when we were out there is one, it was uh, like a spring break time for some places with some schools. Um, but also it was originally because that's what we made the uh, reservations for 
to go out at this time was the uh, one of the right. run Disney events. And so I think there was probably still a lot of people who kept, like us, kept those reservations and still planned a trip at that time. Yeah, it was a fairly busy week. We mm-hmm. had trouble getting dinner reservations yes. for a couple of places, lunch reservations for a couple of places we wanted to eat at. But uh, we did the best and we had some good restaurants and we mm-hmm. had some good meals while we were out. Oh, there, yeah. So uh, let's move on. Which uh, park do you want to hit next? How about Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom was our second park we hit. We hit that on Wednesday the 17th and we also finally hit that just for a very short time on our last day mm-hmm. before we uh, flew back to San Diego so uh, what were your highlights of us going to Magic Kingdom Michelle? Um, well I think early on uh, having an opportunity to get into Haunted Mansion where the queue was uh, didn't take as long as what the the waiting time said so that was a, a nice plus um and and how we've talked about in the past we don't typically go through the whole queue and you know in in years past when we were with a fast pass so it was kind of fun seeing some of those sites mm-hmm. um obviously you couldn't do the interaction part of it but it was still fun to see some of that that pre-area to go on to the the attraction right and the stretching room is you don't get the pre-show the stretching right. room isn't going right now you'd pretty much go right on the attraction mm-hmm. once you're in there that was a lot for a lot of these attractions that have some sort of pre-show right. to them uh there was none of that anything where you were mostly mingling in a single room there's mm-hmm. a couple there of of differences in that but uh, as far as like haunted mansion right and i think mickey and minnie's runaway railway there's there's a pre-show as well from what i understand having not done it before we did right. that right yeah um, we need, uh, they did not have that going on for you this time. Right. Right. So, I mean, that was fun. And I, and like I mentioned earlier on, we, we really did do a lot of photo ops on this trip. I mean, part of it was because of, you know, do we take time going on to attractions, you know, and, and since we've done a lot of the attractions so many times, we thought, Hey, we don't typically take moments out for photo ops. And some of the photo ops, especially from Magic Kingdom, I thought were really cute. Um, you know, the, the photographers work in some of their magic that's in their cameras, especially some of the video ones mm-hmm. uh, that capture a little bit more and maybe other characters in our photos within the pictures. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought that was really cute and fun. Yeah, there were a lot more memory maker options mm-hmm. uh, this time for the photo pass stuff. And that was that was really cool. When we would look back at our photos, there was all sorts of things yes. that would take the photos that they were existing and they would put them in sorts of different scenes that I had, we hadn't experienced before. Right. So I think they're just, you know, that's, that's the way that they're trying to recapture some magic that maybe is not quite there right now because they you know you can't do the meet and greets right and, and so forth so and especially um, since you still have to wear a mask mm-hmm. during the photo right so. so but yeah we took a lot of pictures mm-hmm. a lot of pictures and yeah we could have gone on, I, I actually think we could have gone on more attractions mm-hmm. if we wanted to we're not ones that like to wait in longer lines and the lines were fairly long mm-hmm. for most attractions right now i will say that um what we We'd heard this going in, and we can confirm it that virtually every time that's listed on the My Disney Experience app or mm-hmm. actually out there on the attraction itself has a little bit of a cushion there. You know, it's giving it a, a about five, 10 to 15 minutes is what we found mm-hmm. longer what was listed than what was actually the wait right. time in every queue. There was never one time that we were in a queue and waited that we waited the entire listed duration of what it said the right. wait time was going to be. True. Although I, I don't know that we were on some that were super long, like Peter Pan. I don't know if that one would have been more accurate to what the actual weight was, but um, maybe not. And like you said, everything that we did, we saw that it was quicker to move through the queue than what was listed. Right. So. We did some that were 
45, 50 minutes, you know, and I, I don't think we did anything more than that. Uh, but every time it was more along the lines of 35 mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. 40 minutes tops, right. you know, depending on it. It really was that that cushion is there. So if you're looking at a time right now, I would say just subtract 10 minutes from it. And that is probably what your actual wait time is. Right. But I can't guarantee that. Right. But that's just what our experience was. Yeah, exactly. So. so. Um, we also did the Carousel Progress. Great mm-hmm. to do that again. Um, we had lunch at the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen, which is one of our favorite right. spots. It's probably our, we have to hit it up every time True. we go to Walt yes. Disney World at least once for lunch. Love the kind of exotic food, the little mm-hmm. bit of the Jungle Cruise right. um, vibe that's in there and everything complete with corny jokes and everything else. Um, so we enjoyed that as well. Yeah, that, it was really good. Um, as we saw with other uh, menu items, the the selection was smaller than in the past, but it was still definitely broad enough to have something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way you do it now is that they have a little uh, card there. Uh, you scan it, it with your phone and your menu comes up right on your phone. So you can kind of know what you're like and then you're not handling other menus. Right. You know, and it's actually it's just it's it's actually really easy to mm-hmm. work. So, yes. uh, and it works uh, very well. A lot of things are also uh, only mobile order at a lot of different places as well. So be sure right. to have that ready on your app. Any of the um, the quick service restaurants are almost entirely just mobile order. Right. That's the only right. way you can get the stuff. True. So. I mean, we did another fun thing that we lucked out on because you had a great eye was we got on to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean very quickly because they had it shut down for a little while. And you you noticed as soon as they reopened it, we were in the right place at the right time. And bam, it was (laughs) the only attraction we went on on our very last day there. (laughs) And pretty much the very last thing we did at the parks uh, was we we had had decided to get lunch. We'd never eaten at Pecos Bills before. And we were like, okay, well, they have some interesting things I'd like to sample there. We got a couple of um, a couple of bowls. I right. think I had the uh, carnitas bowl with mm-hmm. black beans and, and everything. And you had more of a veggie Vegetable. bowl mm-hmm. and ate that. And we were sitting there and we we're watching the, all the cast members in front of Pirates of the Caribbean. And I mentioned to you, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if they just happened to open it up? You know, right. Right because it had been consistently like Pirates was a longer wait than even Haunted Mansion, which I was always yeah, bizarre surprising. to me because mm-hmm. um, Pirates, I love Pirates. I like it better at Disneyland than I do at mm-hmm. Walt Disney World, but it's no way as good as to me as Haunted Mansion. Um, so it was always surprising me that it was such a long wait and we weren't going to bother with it. Uh, but then it happened that we just finished our lunch. I had just run to the restaurant. Right. I came back to Michelle. I'm like, they just opened it up. <laughs> we ran over there, got in five minutes. Right. Is all we had to wait for on awesome. Pirates of the Caribbean. It was great. It was a great way to wrap up our trip, as a matter of fact. Yes. It was also interesting to see on Sunday, which was our last day, that... Um, the crowd level there was was pretty high, and I thought that was a good sign. That's kind of more of what pattern you would see pre-COVID, that uh, especially with spring breakers or holiday time, people tend to arrive, you know, they're traveling on Saturday, and they hit Magic Kingdom first on the Sunday. So it was, to me, I saw it as a positive sign. I think that, and I also thought about that, I think right now, I mean, I think that obviously there are more people that are actually traveling mm-hmm. to Walt Disney World than were, you know, five, six months ago, and right. especially when they reopened. Uh, but I still think um, it's mostly people that are driving there. I don't think as many people are flying into Orlando. Right. So being that's the fact that it's within a certain radius of people being able to uh, drive there, I think there's a lot of people that are just going there for the weekend, going sure. there even just for a day, a Saturday, a Sunday, et cetera. So right. maybe that's why a little bit of why Could we be. saw the sure. weekends uh, being a little busier. That's a good point, so. yes. 
Uh, anything else about Magic Kingdom that you um, wanted to get to? No, not that I can think of what, anything from your perspective. Uh, cavalcades were great. So oh, yeah. We saw both rainy day cavalcades yes, and regular cavalcades uh, going through. You know, rainy days, they were in a lot more of the vehicles that would normally be traveling up and down uh, Main Street right. USA, at least early in the morning before it gets too crowded and they can't go anymore. Uh, later in the day, they had some of the floats that you've seen in other right. uh, parades and stuff going through there. We saw Tinkerbell, uh, the princesses, Mickey, right. Minnie, you know, the, the uh, Sensational Six. Really good time. Oh, they actually had a rainy day parade, right. if you remember, and it had uh, th- that song, um, the rainy song from Manhattan Transfer, which is a really cool song. So that was, uh, I like the cavalcades. They yes. were a lot of fun. And you can always, Michelle's tip from a while back is if you listen to the music mm-hmm. change, you know there's a cavalcade coming. We heard that many times. Yes. So it was a lot of yes. fun. Through all the parks. All the parks had their ca- own cavalcades yes. and they were all a good time. So uh, anything else? I don't think so. Okay, let's get to our final park we visit. Now, we didn't get to Animal Kingdom Park uh, this time. Mm-hmm. And Part of that is because we've mentioned in the past, um, it's not our favorite of the parks. (laughs) We enjoy a lot of the stuff there. We do love Danny's Animal Kingdom Park, but we just, uh, the hours were shortened and it just, we just couldn't find it within this vacation. We have another vacation traveling there and I think we'll try and get out there uh, during that April trip. Yeah. Uh, But this one, it just didn't work out for us, unfortunately. I think we were thinking we could do that as a park hop. And like you said, one, they closed a little earlier than... They were closing at 5 p.m. Right. It was really early. It was really yeah. tough. Um, and, you know, some of the days that we uh, we had th- thought about doing it, it was rainy. And we thought, eh, do we really want to bother going out there with a lot of rain going on? It was easier just to kind of stay where we were at. So Right. So um, not this time. Uh, but we do look forward to experiencing mm-hmm. the next time we're out there. Uh, as for the other park that we hit, of course, is Disney's Hollywood Studios. We hit that twice. We hit it on Thursday, February 18th, and on Saturday, uh, February 21st. Now, uh, we did get Rise of the Resistance two times while we were out there. The first time, well, I was up early in the morning, <laughs> 7 a.m., didn't land it. I was a little disappointed by that, but we're like, that's okay. We'll make the best of it. Right. Rope dropped and went out there and uh, experienced Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway for the first right. time. You know, we still had to wait 40. We, I mean, we weren't exactly rope drop. We were right. maybe 10 minutes late from rope yeah. drop. Uh, so there was a little bit of a line, but 45 minutes, which was actually about 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? Oh, I thought it was great. You know, and I think every a lot of people say that about it. Um, I think the one thing that I, I, I was visually stimulated i love the whole storyline and 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 all the effects of it um i i could see where that might be a little intense for some smaller kids you know the darkness of it at times but um but i you know from our perspective it was wonderful I love the animation everywhere mm-hmm. with some audio animatronics as well mixed in with it. I love the various different characters from all sorts of different uh, shorts right. and movies and everything else that pop up there. So many different characters that you've experienced right. at some point along and they all play a key part. I love the trackless vehicles mm-hmm. and how they move along. And, you know, I, I, it's kind of like what I, I like about Rise of the Resistance is you don't really know where you're right. going. Uh, so it's kind of fun. I think there's so much to see that, you know, our first time going through that attraction, we only did it once 
it was like, wow, you know, just right. taking it all in. And I'm looking forward to, you know, picking out little pieces of it because I think there's a lot to see throughout it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and you brought up about trackless. That's what Rat- Ratatouille mm-hmm. will be like as well. So um, looking forward to that coming out soon too. Right. So uh, loved it. Uh, can't wait to go do it again. Can't yes. wait to see when they actually have the opening uh, portion of it, the pre-show portion of it again mm-hmm. someday uh, when things get back to what are somewhat normal. Um, but um, love Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and can't wait to do it again. Now, uh, for our first day there, we didn't do a lot of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I'll tell you why that was, is in just a moment here. But we did stop for a breakfast run, Rat, <laughs> because we have to. Because, yes, yes <laughs> we had to. Um, and did just kind of check out Batuu just because it's been so long right. since we'd been there, um, stopped in there. Uh, but then we kind of just, you know, went around the rest of the studios, mm-hmm. just kind of explored. The, the first day we were there was really, it was the only day that was, I mean, I'm not going to say it was really, really hot, but it was warm. Right. It was warmer than it was the rest mm-hmm. of the days, a bit humid. There was a nice breeze, which helped a little bit, but it kind of it was a little tough on us. Right. Uh, we did go and see um, for the first time in forever. We saw first time in forever <laughs> uh, a Frozen sing-along celebration. Had never experienced that before. Right. But, you know, hashtag real men love Frozen. <laughs> so we're looking for something to check out where we didn't have to wait in a super long line. And I enjoyed the heck out of it, as you would expect I would. Michelle, what did you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, too. And it was interesting watching uh, how the performers did the social distancing as well. Um, but, yeah, it was cute. It, it was somewhat similar to the the, the performances at Disneyland, at least some parts of it. It's mm-hmm. a different because it's a sing along and it, and they tell the story a little differently. But um, if you've seen the one at Disneyland, you kind of can understand and appreciate this one. Well, the Disneyland one was is is an actual presentation, play presentation, a musical play presentation of the entire movie. Right. Whereas this is just kind of hitting the highlights, telling the story, and then singing along for songs as you go along. Right. The uh, the historians are there telling, and they, I love that they do meta jokes of you know what's currently going on in our world right. mixing in with stuff that is has to do with uh what is in the the fr- within frozen itself right. and um i really enjoyed it I, I look forward to doing it again some other time and i did you know mask on everybody mask on <laughs> yeah. belted out my you know especially let it go right uh, throughout it and it was it was totally enjoyable yes um that was one of the attractions though that you really needed to get in soon early when they opened up the uh the pre-show area because they are reduced capacity for the theater so they don't have as many spaces and that was one of the people who were was working there one of the cast members was sharing with us like you know you want to get here earlier yeah about 30 minutes before showtime yeah it'd be pretty good we got there i think we actually went in we just weren't didn't have anything going on so we went in about 40 minutes before Mm -hmm. showtime we got a really good spot yeah so that was good. Agreed. Good time. Took a lot of pictures. Uh, we came along to the one o'clock window and we were, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to spend the rest of the day. Like I said, it was a little warm. So we were thinking maybe we would cut out pretty soon, but we mm-hmm. want, we couldn't go without trying one more time for rise <laughs> of the resistance at the 1 PM window, not expecting to get it. I mean, one, the 1 PM window is, is tough to begin with, right. but also the way the attraction is, if they run into some uh, hiccups along the right. way, um, some of these boarding groups that are after the 1 PM time, they, they may just, they may not and get there them. at all. Yeah. Um, but Mich- we, we got there, got on at one, Michelle nabbed us a <laughs> one o'clock boarding group. Great. It was still like four hours away from right. what our window was going to happen. And we weren't even sure that we were going to have it. So we headed back to our hotel and went and decided it was a warm day. Let's go by the pool, yeah. have some lunch, relax. 
And uh, sure enough, uh, we the boarding group did come up, so we headed back to right? the Hollywood Studios and wrote Rise of the Resistance for the first time since December of 2019, wow. uh, when it had just first opened up mm-hmm. just uh, like a week or so before that. And um, it's so good. <laughs> I love Rise of the Resistance yeah, so much. It's amazing. It is really, really amazing. And um, there's nothing like it. No, so, there's yeah. nothing like it, especially for a Star Wars fan. Right. Uh, really great. Totally enjoyed it. And then we got, went back and I went to the hotel. Now, the day I really want to talk about is Saturday, <laughs> uh, February 21st, uh, excuse me, February 20th, when we went back to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And part of the goal of that one was to meet with some friends of ours mm-hmm. for the first time, connecting with them, uh, Pat and Charles from the Conversations podcast. Originally, right. uh, we were supposed to have our good friend Rob LeBerry from the J Temple Archives podcast join us out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, some things happened with him. Rob, we missed you yes. terribly out there. I know you're listening right now. We missed you terribly out there, but we're looking forward to what's going to happen in June because it's going to be bonkers in June <laughs> when we get out there. We're going to have so much more fun in June. But we had a great time with Pat mm-hmm. and Charles. It was so great to meet them for the first time in person. Right, right. Yeah, we've... we've um, been with them virtually a lot of times uh they've been on our podcast we've been invited to be on their podcast and and they're just the funniest and warmest people that you could know yep we just spent the whole day with Mm -hmm. them had a great time uh pat came with grogu i dressed (laughs) up with mickey ears he had his own magic band and a little uh he had a little grogu uh disney t-shirt on he was cute as can be uh, he was, that was the hit yes. wherever we went, everybody had to take a picture with Grogu. Yeah, it was, it was really adorable. Fun. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know, we went and we, we, in the morning, that morning we were able to nap rise of the resistance during the 7am window. Yeah, got it did well. all four of us and got it fairly early. I think we were like boarding group 43 or right. something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, uh, fairly early on. Once we met them at the parks, did Millennium Falcon Smugglers mm-hmm. run together. Had a great time with that. Then our window, our boarding group was up right over to Rise of the Resistance. Right. Enjoyed the heck out of that. Took pictures with them. Laughed a lot in the queue. Uh, then it was lunchtime. Uh, went and, of course, got Ronto wraps. You got a, a new chicken salad from... Right. Um, uh, Docking Bay 7 Docking food Bay and seven. cargo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you thought it was a spectacular salad. Um, you know, the taste was good. It was just a lot of dressing. Very heavy on the dressing. Which you're I not a big fan of. Right. I usually go light on the dressing. I, I thought it was going to be on the side. Um, and I'm sure you can probably get that option. And I didn't think of it when uh, when ordering it. But, uh, you know, like I said, the flavors were good. It had a lot of additional vegetables with it. So that was nice and did have some chicken. So it's kind of like a... Uh, a, a, a more hefty uh, Caesar salad. Yeah, like a chicken Caesar. Chicken Caesar, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Pat, Charles, and I got all got Ronto wraps, which Ronto wraps, I'm still, <laughs> this was the first time I'd ever had the breakfast Ronto wrap, and that was good. Mm-hmm. I still go for the traditional Ronto wrap. I think it's better. I think the flavor profile is more right. interesting. I love it. I like it more. Um, I'll, I'm not going to turn down either one of them, <laughs> uh, but I like the lunch one uh, better. But, after that, we had secured a table. Uh, we sat there, you know, after we ate, masks on, and just talked and told stories with each other right. uh, for a long time. Laughed a ton. I mean, yes. there was a, so much laughter that went on with the, the whole group of us during this this visit with Pat and Charles. Yeah, it, it was it was hilarious. They're hilarious, anyways. But it was just a lot of fun. Just uh, you know, having that downtime and just connecting with people mm-hmm. is just so wonderful because it's something we just don't really have that opportunity a lot 
especially in person. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was re- it was really nice to to get together with them. Uh, we drank blue milk with rum for the first, yeah, time. first time. We've yes. had blue milk, but this is the first time we had rum with it. Loved it with the rum. Yes, huh. it's better. There's some sort of theme <laughs> going on with this. Something's good. It's better with booze for us. Right. We may have a problem. <laughs> uh, we did star tours. We did another run, Million uh, uh, Falcon Smugglers Run. Right. We switched spots. To begin with, it was Michelle and Pat as pilots, mm-hmm. and Charles and I were gunners. We flip-flopped that where it was uh, Charles and myself right. as uh, uh, as pilots and Michelle and Pat as gunners the second time through enjoyed it each time. Although oh, we, yeah. we may have Honda maybe wasn't thrilled with some <laughs> of our piloting skills at it, but we enjoyed it. Um, we hung, hung out for a little bit longer and then eventually we decided let, let's go over to Epcot for a little bit and get a little bite to eat. We took the Skyliner yes. over. The only time we took the Skyliner on during the this trip, trip. Mm-hmm. for the only time we park hopped, went to Epcot. We got a little bite there and uh, more of the sipping chocolate, of course, mm-hmm. there, and uh, just had a fantastic day with those two. Yeah, it was. I couldn't have expected um more than that, it was just a ton of fun and made for a wonderful trip. Yeah, took lots of pictures, had yes. a great time with them. Again, laughed a lot, and we're looking forward to uh, connecting with them many, many, many more times in the future. Definitely listen to the Conversations podcast. It's great, fantastic, yes. entertaining, informational, yet uh, there's just a lot of laughter that goes on. And those guys are great guys. They're genuine, wonderful, great guys so uh please check out their yes, podcast as you'll well. you'll be happy that you did yeah unfortunately we did have plans possibly to meet up with the uh the morning monorail mm-hmm. crew out at magic kingdom on our last day uh unfortunately they had some stuff going on that they weren't able to make it work this right. time but we told them going in that we were going to be kind of busy and their schedules don't mesh fine we're coming back in April and we're planning to meet up with them yes. there. And I'm looking forward to Justin and Samantha and, and hopefully uh, Garen and McKenna possibly as well. But we're just looking forward to finally getting to connect with them in person as well. Right, exactly. The next trip. So, so. Um, anything else from Disney's Hollywood Studios you want to get to? Mm, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, the only thing, like you said, with food, it was good to have Batu to go to for food yeah. because I think if you, it's hard to get the reservations. It's hard to do standby reservations. Um, obviously, you can do some mobile ordering of things, but um, it was just the selection to me was a, a little more challenging. So I was glad to have the opportunity to go into a galaxy far, far away. Right. It's probably the most popular park right now in, in Walt Disney right. World. I mean, Magic Kingdom, maybe, and that has been for the longest time. Disney's Hollywood Studios is rivaling it right now as far as uh, the reservations going. Right. I know that on the Saturday, the red, there weren't any reservations left, any park right. reservations left for that day. It was you know, it was a fairly crowded park. Um, but, you know, with between... Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story mm-hmm. Land, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Right. There's a lot to, you know, that doesn't even count the classics like the Hollywood Tower of Terror, right. um, the uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, all mm-hmm. those. There are some great things to experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So I think that's why it kind of goes right. quickly right sure, now. Sure, exactly. So, um, what about food? Now, let's get to some of the places we experienced outside of the parks itself. We mm-hmm. did have uh, some food at a couple different places, including one of our favorite mm-hmm. restaurants. We experienced it way back when we were our last trip to Walt Disney World Resort when the Riviera had just opened and right. we had stayed there. Uh, we went back to it this time and enjoyed another wonderful meal at Topolino's atop the Riviera Resort. Right. 
So that is a very special place. If you're looking to really have um, a, a really special uh, date night or celebration, that is a place to go. It is expensive, um, but definitely you will you will get the quality of food and service that you would want and expect for something very special. And, and that's what happened that night for us too. Yeah, the food's not cheap, but it's, it's well worth it. It's mm-hmm. tasty, it's right. cooked well. Um, we had a great time there. Uh, we did order a nice bottle of wine mm-hmm. while we were there. We got a couple of appetizers. Uh, you got the escargot. I mm-hmm. got the gnocchi. Um, we had a couple of entrees. You had the filet. Right. And I had the uh, braised lamb shank. What did you think of your filet? Oh, it was just so delicious. You know, it it was one of the recommendations from the, you know, the server. And, and he was right. It was so wonderful, so tender, so tasty. It was cooked just exactly as I had ordered it. Um, and, you know, he was very care, you know, cautious to make sure I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really good. Um, and I also we didn't get to finish the wine there. So I was glad that they helped us be able to have it recorked so that we could take it back to our mm-hmm. room. So yep. that was and we nice. did. And we enjoyed that back mm-hmm. in our room as well. How did you like your dish? Uh, braised lamb shank was excellent. Uh, fork tender coming right off the bone, just mm-hmm. as you'd want. I'm a big fan of braised dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really, really great. Great sauce, polenta with it. Uh, delicious. Um, I, I really enjoyed it and I would, I would order it any other time. We also had a fantastic dessert that they, we were debating on whether we were oh, going to yeah. have dessert, but the, the server again said, look, you know, if you've had a molten chocolate cake, you will never have want to have a molten chocolate cake right. after you have this one because the center of this one is actually caramel. Right. So if you like caramel and chocolate, um, this is the dish for you. It was excellent. Oh, it really was. And, you know, they had on the side, they had some cream and they also had ice cream. Mm-hmm. So you could have that as well. And, and some, some, uh, some, some raspberries, raspberries as well mm-hmm. to kind of break that up a little bit, a little bit of an acidic fruity bite. To, right. You know. And it was definitely enough to share. I mean, unless you really are, you know, if you, for some reason, were leaving hungry at the end of your meal, um, then you could have, I guess, each your own. (laughs) We walked away with food that we took back to our room. We we had enough there, our our plates. But of course, we also had appetizers as well. They do provide at the beginning also some baguettes and some olive oil, which is so delicious. Mm -hmm. In fact, they said uh, they get a lot of people purchasing the bottles of the olive oil that they serve. And I can see why. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. uh, It's really, really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And the ambiance there, it's, it's, you know, and this is obviously it's different right now because there is spacing between the tables and everything. But even with our experience there, the first time we went, we noticed that it's a nice restaurant, especially for right. a date night, because you can sit there with somebody and hold a conversation where you don't feel like you're talking over a bunch of people in the room. Right. Uh, it's 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 relatively quiet. It's a nice uh, it's a nice location. You get great views uh, throughout the mm-hmm. windows of the park. When, when we get back to nighttime spectaculars and fireworks spectaculars right. going again, you can get great views if you're there in the evening of both Epcot and the Hollywood Studios right. when that happens again. But it's just. A really enjoyable experience, and I highly recommend it if you're looking for an upscale dinner and a nice place, um, visiting Topolino's in the future. Yeah, it's interesting how you're mentioning about the sound, because you do hear a lot of ambient sound, but it just doesn't, it seems to be absorbed well that it, that you, like you said, you can have a conversation with the people at your table. Yeah, which is always big for us. Yes. We, we don't like loud restaurants where you're you're trying to, you don't quite hear, you know, the person is right across from you, which you're having struggle right. hearing what they say or you having to feel like you need to raise your voice to talk to them. We right. like, we just have a nice conversation yeah. when you're eating. So um, that was a great place. 
Another thing we did was we did Sanaa to go mm-hmm. one night. Uh, we, we, we didn't get reservations for Sanaa, but you can go and go on the app, order ahead of time. If you let them know you're doing that, they'll let you into the resort. Um, you go and you, you, you tell them when you're there. You mm-hmm. pick it up, and we just took it right back to our room. It had the bread service and right. a couple of nice entrees mm-hmm. right in our room, and that was really cool, it, too. It really was. It was it was convenient. And like you said, so you're, you do as, as a mobile order app, and, and when you get to the the security gate at the resort, then you just show them that you do have that reservation. In fact, he was – I remember he told us, okay, put – put now you're here, you're yeah. here now you know so that it timed out well he was right so yeah it was really easy to do and um as much as we like being at that resort it was also really fun taking mm-hmm. that back to our our resort mm-hmm. and having it there and because we also had very nice views yeah um yeah we had a great i'm going to talk about the resort mm-hmm. here in just a moment um it was really nice we had a couple of nice meals that were just from Things we'd picked up in the park and brought back. We brought back sushi donuts one night. Mm-hmm. We had leftovers from like Topolino's, right. um, some th- stuff we got at the pool, some other things that we had. We just had a leftover dinner one night. Right. And then we did, and part of that was also Sanaa. We had some leftover uh, bread service right. from Sanaa that we had eaten that night as well. And just enjoyable. It was good to be in a DVC resort where you have kind of a small, we were in a deluxe studio, so not a full kitchen, but you kind of have a small little wet bar right. slash kitchen with a toaster and a microwave and a little refrigerator mm-hmm. and that worked out really well for us yes yes so and with the bread service they did give all of the different sauce. sauces you know so it was now good. we had to i had to you had to taste michelle doesn't like the the really spicier ones so much i mean she doesn't mind a little spice but some of the really ones even i there's a couple there <laughs> that one's going way over here i'm only going to get a little bit of that one because the spice <laughs> is so much so i went through them all and kind of put them in order of what i think that well, i remembered they, right. they came from in sanaa but it was still uh, great time, but yes. uh, let's get to our resort. Uh, mm-hmm. We did stay at uh, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, which is one of our home resorts. We have a couple of them mm-hmm. there and the Riviera. It was the first time we've ever stayed there. We stayed in a deluxe studio with a lake view. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of our room? Okay, so um, I have stayed at the Polynesian one other time, but not as a uh, DVC studio. So I thought I really liked, um, you know, a lot of things about it, like things that people have, have mentioned too, is that it is for a Disney uh, Vacation Club studio. It's the largest design layout. You do have, um, in essence, two showers, you know, so that people could be getting, two people could be, you know, getting ready at the same time, which I think was a really nice, convenient. Um, it and a was, couple sinks too. Right. It wasn't, um, you know, two full on bathrooms, but, but you did have a shower, one that was just a shower and sink in one and one was a full restroom. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that was nice. I liked the rain shower, shower mm-hmm. that they had. That was, that was pretty nice. They had a, a lot of nice uh, drawers and cabinets to mm-hmm. store things. Um, we had a lake view and, and the, um, the building we're in is the only one that does the lake view for mm-hmm. the vacation club. And so, you know, you do really get a, a full face on forward on look of Cinderella's castle and spaceship earth, which really looks space cool. mountain, space mountain. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Space mountain, which is really cool lit up at night too. 
and I definitely liked hearing the sounds of the horns for the boats that go from mm-hmm. uh, the ticket transportation over to Magic Kingdom. They weren't too loud. They weren't disruptive or disturbing. Not to us anyway. Yeah. Right. I've heard some other people say that they, they're a little bit that way, but yeah. that wasn't the way we felt about it. Right. I mean, one, I liked the sound, but there were times that I didn't even realize it was going off. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The, they have. The, I can mm-hmm. hear the horns, you know, so it was more like if you're paying attention, you could hear it a little bit more prominently. Um, so I thought those kind of things were good. If fireworks were going on, it w- would have oh, been a spectacular been view yeah. mm-hmm, for sure. What did you think? Uh, I thought the room was spacey. Uh, the space, uh, it was very spacious. Um, I, I enjoyed the view very much. Um, it was a little dark in the room mm-hmm. at times. I don't think that maybe they could use a couple extra lamps, but I did like the, the little touches of the Polynesian mm-hmm. decor right. uh, throughout it. Some of the, uh, wall hangings and such, the lamps, all that different uh, stuff. Um, I, I found it very enjoyable. You know, I, I, I would stay there again. Now, um, there is a lot of construction going on at the Polynesian right. Resort right now, if you don't know. Um, the, the matter of fact, the monorail station isn't working right now. They're, I mean, they, they're basically their lobby is not in, mm-hmm. in functioning right now. They still have uh, the restaurants going mm-hmm. there, mobile order mostly, but um, that's still going on. But they kind of, because it's only DVC members that are staying there right now, they kind of have or DVC a, rooms. Well, that's true. Yes, yes. the only DVC rooms that they're using right now. You're correct. Thank you for uh, mm-hmm. fixing that. Yes, you don't have to be a DVC member to stay there, but they are only DVC rooms that are available mm-hmm. there right now. Uh, they kind of have a makeshift lobby in one of the buildings there, mm-hmm. the Pago Pago building, um, so that that's kind of where you check in. But most everything is checked in online now, but if right. you need to go there for whatever reason, um, there's a little makeshift lobby in that building. Right. Um, but it was uncrowded. Uh, it, it was it was fine. Again, it wasn't as functional as you would as you would expect from the Polynesian because of the construction going on. Right. But I really enjoyed our time there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I and I don't know if you had planned to talk about some of the things that we also explored for DVC. But, um, you know, seeing that room, it, it, it was I never felt crowded. You know, you had the convenience of having the bed, but and then a, a couch and a table and chairs mm-hmm. in there you had on the lanai you had some chairs and and a little table i felt like it was a little bit more of a spacious lanai i think just because of the the width of the room um not necessarily the depth of it but um so i, th- I thought it was good i i agree with you about the lighting it was more just on the outer rims of the room there wasn't anything in the center of the room that would light up so sometimes that could be felt really dark at times yeah. in that regard. Not but, a problem during the day, right. uh, but you know, at night, especially with the parks closing earlier, mm-hmm. we were spending a lot of evenings in the room mm-hmm. itself. And uh, you know, it, it was a little dark. It wasn't yeah. terrible. No. It was a little dark. Uh, another thing I'll say about it is that we were on the third floor, which there are only three floors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the view out on the lake, like if there were, like you mentioned before, if there was fireworks going on in Magic Kingdom, spectacular. It would have been yes. a perfect view of Magic Kingdom. However, you don't get to see, because of the bungalows that are out right. there, um, <laughs> the electrical water pageant that, yeah. that um, goes on, you don't really get to see it. You can hear it really well. Right. You know, it's really well, which is unfortunate. You see some parts of it right. above, maybe. But, but we've yeah. seen it many, many times, right. so it wasn't a big deal for us, but it was just one, one of those things to know if you're if you're there and you're hoping that to be a big part, you're going to have to, you probably won't be able to see it from your lanai right. very well. You right. want to go uh, to somewhere else within the resort. Right, one to of the boat experience. ramps or something, yeah. yes. 
Exactly. So uh, now you were mentioning we did do some uh, tours uh, through DVC there of a few rooms. What did you want to say about that? So, you know, um, and some people may already know this, but right now DVC is is offering for people who are at the resort um, or actually, I don't know, I guess you could be going to a dining reservation and and then coordinate something. Um, But they have some of their their rooms at some of their resorts that are conveniently set up to do tours. I mean, you can always do a tour. You can arrange with them, I'm sure, to do tours of certain places if you want, if if there's some room available to show. But here they had some things specifically designated out. So one of them was the bungalows at the Polynesian Resort. And so they have one that's set aside on the side that they actually just have available for people to go in and and tour it. And I know when we were thinking about it at first, we're like, oh, is this going to be a sell, you know, pressure to sell more points to us? Um, And, and that wasn't the case at all. I mean, they, they asked if we were already vacation club members and then that was it. There was never anything else about more points or anything like that. And maybe if you weren't, they might try to offer an ability to set something up to have a conversation. But um, I don't think their purpose was necessarily to do hard sales, but more to sell up some of their more luxurious rooms. So the bungalows we saw were beautiful. Uh, they're two bedroom. They do have a fairly large, um, I wouldn't say fully wraparound uh, patio, but predominantly. And then they have uh, what they call a, a plunge pool. So it's a little small, but somewhat deep pool that you could sit in they had some nice hanging swinging Mm -hmm. chairs and uh, and obviously some other lounge chairs etc so that it was really beautiful um but I think when we saw it we were like yeah I just don't know if I'd use my points for a two-bedroom there I think I would do a regular two-bedroom maybe Bay Lake Tower Mm -hmm. or something else or the other place we toured. I know, I don't get there. But what was your thought of the bungalows? Uh, bungalows were good. Um, I think, um, especially when fireworks are going on, right. they're probably pretty spectacular. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed them. They seemed, you know, I really wanted to see more, a little more of the texture and the artistry that right. you see in the, you know, the rest of the Polynesian mm-hmm. Resort, especially even in our room. It seemed a little... I don't know, sterile, right. a little bit more. Yeah, great kind of space. A kitschy, kitschy kind of what 50s, 60s look to right. it. Too. It, was, it was a great space, you know. I mean, as far as w- the way things are laid out, and you know, you are right there on right. on the lake on on Seven Seas Lagoon there, and everything, and you do get a great view. Um, but again, just like you, I don't know if that's where I'd put mm-hmm. our points. Right, right. Now on to where we would put our points. Okay, so first we also tried out. We so we went over to Copper Creek is one of them out of the wilderness all the wilderness lodge and one they had actually two different things that you could view there so one of them the first one they took us to was uh it's called a two-bedroom lockout which is in essence a studio room that you could get just a studio room connected by a door to a one bedroom Mm -hmm. so it gave us the opportunity to see what the layout would be for both of those you know a, a studio and a one bedroom and if you got the uh, the other two bedroom that wasn't considered lock off that was it just had more ease in the entry between the mm-hmm. two two types of rooms um but that first of all i thought that was way above meeting expectations from my perspective mm-hmm. um i've looked at their their floor plans and looked at square footage and thought oh these are some of the smallest square footage places i don't think i'd go i don't want to feel that it's tight and it 
blew my mind away that that's not the feel at all. They, they, the way they have the walls, especially within the studio where they do have the little wet bar area, it's open. So it doesn't feel like it's, you know, you're, you're kind of just standing next to this little box. It, it, it just kind of flows with the room a little bit better. The colors and the theming of being very, you know, woodsy and, and rustic, I thought really made it a, a nice uh, type of ambiance to be in. Uh, I certainly liked, love the one bedroom. Again, it's one of the smaller one bedrooms, but it had a lot of space. It even had a better kitchen space there than the bungalow, mm -hmm. which, you know, it has, both of them have all the appliances and everything, but this had a little bit more area to work if you were really going to cook like some more counter space mm -hmm. to actually prepare food. Um, what was your thought of that one? I'd stay either one of those rooms. Right. Or, or of them together. Um, I, I thought they were both great, and we will be looking into staying at Copper Creek in the near future. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Even though it didn't have the, the kind of like the additional bathroom or shower area like the Polynesian, I felt like this would be one that I would go to before I ever Plus, we went. just love the ambience of the Wilderness Lodge True. in general. Right, um, right. So, yeah. But the main one that, that that we wanted to really check out at Copper Creek were the cabins that are right there on the water, um, kind of across from uh, Bay Lake Tower. And they are amazing. Yeah, there's going to be at some point, we've already decided that at some point we're going to pool all our points together, yes. try and get a couple, last a couple other DVC members that we know right. into it. Yeah, that are willing to stay with us and uh, see if we can uh, get a couple days out there to stay in one of these cabins. Right. It's phenomenal. They are phenomenal. So they are two full bedrooms, first of all. So, you know, if you are uh, either a large family or, or two, you know, couples, they also have like the little um, pull out Murphy beds for the kids mm -hmm. um, in the living room. They have um, their sofa in one of their chairs, at least maybe yeah. two fold out also for bed so you can sleep more people there than just the bedrooms um you know and it's got all the conveniences that you see at other you know one and two bedroom locations but what they really have here are some special touches so um they do have more of a wraparound porch there um some of the things that were blew my mind away is like they have a fireplace or you know Florida fireplace. Yes. <laughs> it's not a Southern Cal fireplace. Right. It's a Florida fire fireplace. Or anywhere else in the country <laughs> right. fireplace. Yeah. But you know, if you're sitting on the inside, like in the living room area, you know, you have the, the fireplace there. Um, and then outside, if you go to one of the, to the patio, there's also from that perspective, little couches and that you could see it from the backside as well. So that was really kind of a nice, um, and instead of a plunge pool, they have a spa out there, which is like, oh my God, yes. Um, but just the, you know, it's, it's actually like a mini apartment. It's really nice. It really is nice. It feels homey. It does. It feels country, even though it's, you know, it's, I mean, I guess it is, but it, you know, even though it's really modern, it right. also feels, feels like a country cabin. Yes. Yes, it really does. And so, um, it's just, it looks very comfortable. You know, they have the conveniences, as we mentioned, like a full on kitchen, but they also have like the washer and dryer, mm -hmm. um, so, As does the bungalow and the, the one bedroom. Right, yeah. Any of the one bedroom and above have, mm -hmm. have uh, washer and dryers in there as well. But yeah, it's just, it, it really looks like a wonderful location to have a vacation. Um, you know, the person from DVC, the cast member who was touring us said, you know, 
some people really like to go like bring a bunch of people like a Super Bowl party or right. whatever. And I could see that too. But I mean, to me, the fact that you're in a wilderness area and it, you know, has that rustic feel, it, it just screams to me of just relaxation mm-hmm. and just beauty. Um, you you know, outdoors, there's, there's a lot of trees around. Big windows. Uh, yeah, Really big windows that you can really get a good view. And they have like different shades that yeah. you can put on to kind of cut if there's a little bit too much light coming in in the morning right. or whatever. That, uh, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. A lot of floor to ceiling windows and they have um, the, the, what do you call them? The peak, the raised... Um, ceilings yeah a frame a frame type yeah yeah. so so you really like you said have a lot you can and as you said you can adjust the the shades to as little or as much you know as you want and um it is just fabulous wonderful and uh we are going to try and make a a, some special trip sometime you know somewhere midweek like a couple nights maybe at the end of our trip last you somebody in to to join with us on the points (laughs) uh but we are going to experience that at some point because we love those cabins yeah Yeah. good point though at the end of the trip you don't want to start there and go to another resort I don't care what resort you go to unless you're going and to then another. And we're going to all-star movies right now, right? or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to do it that way. No. So not that there's really anything wrong with all-star right. movies. You just don't want to go from that to that. You know, yes. You yes. can help it. So, so that was, that was really, I thought, uh, a, a treat to really get to see that and experience that. I mean, we've seen pictures of it and everything, but actually to be able to, it, that was really good about the tours too, that they just kind of let you go and walk around yourself. They were available. If you had questions about things, they kind of pointed out a few things so that you wouldn't miss some of the features. Um, but it really, like I said, it didn't feel like a pressure thing. They gave you a little, um, a little, uh, yeah, you call it a little uh, piece of little lithograph, little lithograph. Piece of art. Yeah, as a gift, and we're showing it on the YouTube video. You can check it out there if you want. I'll put a picture of it out there, right? Um, so you can see it as well. You but, know, yeah. just for for checking it out. Um, you know, and like I said, if you are not a DVC member, I'm sure you could inquire about getting. You know, maybe setting up a time with somebody that you could get a lot more information about. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me really happy we were DVC yeah. members. Yeah. And like I said, I think the Copper Creek, um, just the studio thing was well worth going to. It was because I don't know that I'd ever consider making a reservation there. Now it's definitely <laughs> now it's on the list. Yeah, of yeah. I mean, obviously I'd always thought, yeah, I'd like to sometime do the cabins, but for just the studio. I was impressed with yeah, it. It was good. Yeah. Uh, bottom line of the whole trip is that we had a great time. Uh, I was, we, we set the bar relatively low mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we just didn't know what to expect from it. Um, and, but we enjoyed it all. We, you know, we made do with what we could do. We didn't go attraction heavy. I think you could, if you really wanted to, if right. you don't mind waiting in a few long queues, you can definitely do that. We just all, you know, adjusted our trip, taking a lot of pictures people watching some of the things we enjoy doing anyway and really enjoyed felt very safe there i thought right. that the, they, they did very well with social distancing um uh, keeping up on people mm-hmm. wearing their masks uh they there were um there was sanitation stations all around mm-hmm. as far as um you know uh hand gel right. you know and right. uh, some hand washing stations right all over the place i was using it all the time brought our own as well right felt very safe um and if you're considering going i think you would you would feel the same way Ex- exactly and you know and i think right now where the resorts pretty much are the vacation clubs you, it is good because now that the parks are closing 
earlier. For the most part, they do have some nights at some of the different parks uh, do stay open, like Magic Kingdom, I think, stayed open till 10. A couple of the nights that were there in Epcot, I think, uh, was about to stay open till 10. Things like that, N- you know, maybe not consistently. But that kind of gave us some opportunity, like you said, one, to bring some food into the room and mm-hmm. eat there or to do some of these other little tours and things that we would normally not probably take the time to do because we'd be more probably park heavy. Yeah. Very much so. Um, so we enjoyed it. We had mm-hmm. a great time. Looking forward to going back here in April and experiencing it again, maybe a, a different level of things, doing things a little bit differently then, but uh, really we're looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a great time with that as well. If you have any questions, if you're planning a trip, if you're wondering about planning a trip, feel free to hit us up. Hit us up on our social mm-hmm. media. Hit us up at our Gmail account. We'd be happy to answer any of them, either you know just personally through uh, those services, right. or if you wanted me to an- us to answer them on the air, we'll be happy to do that as well. Yeah, good point. So that is our February 2021 Walt Disney World trip recap. Such a great trip. Had such a great time. Yes. So great a time. This episode's running long, so I'm going to quickly go through our Disney stories of the week. I'm going to start with, we have another couple steps going toward Disneyland reopening, at least in portion. If you want to get back there, there are a couple ways you're going to get a chance to experience that coming soon. This from the Disney Parks blog. They say it's time to experience some of the sights, sounds, and flavors of the Disneyland Resort with a touch of Disney, a new limited capacity ticketed experience of that begins on March 18th at Disney California Adventure Park. Yes, it sounds kind of exciting. Yeah, really cool. Uh, Touch of Disney, they they say, Mm -hmm. offers some of the world-famous food and beverages uh, from around the resort, plus a chance to see Disney characters, shop for the latest Disney merchandise, and pose at unique photo locations. Now, it's not free. You can't just walk in there. It is a ticketed event, and uh, because of the fact that it'll be limited capacity, uh, tickets will probably go pretty quickly, but uh, the price of the say the introductory price is $75. Now that price includes parking. It includes, um, it includes a photo pass uh, for mm-hmm. you as well. And it also includes a $25 dining card that you can use at many of the kiosks. They're going to have some of the like food festival kiosks right. open. They also have some of the regular quick service restaurants open for food. And they're going to be uh, sharing some of the stuff like Dole Whips are going to mm-hmm. be there. The Monte Cristo that you can normally find at New Orleans Square right. is going to be there. Uh, so you're going to have that chance. Now, uh, tickets will be available on Disneyland.com beginning on March 4th for select days from March 18th through April 5th, 2021. They may open up more days. They're just trying to wait and see, hey, are we going to be able to open Disneyland so we don't want to commit to this so far in the future? But if they see that it's going to be a while before they get to open Disneyland fully again, uh, that they will also extend it and you can uh, get more tickets as they go along. Right, exactly. So uh, definitely check that out. Also, they'll have, uh, if you want to just do a sit-down uh. meal while you're there they will have dining reservations available for you at the lamplight lounge and the carthay circle lounge alfresco dining so the outdoor areas of those parts so definitely check that out we also learned uh, about when another part of the disneyland resort will be reopening this week and this was from an email we received from the disney vacation club it said dear member today i'm pleased to share with you that the villas at disney's grand california hotel and spa are currently scheduled to reopen on may 2nd of 2021 remember they were a 
originally going to try and open those up in December of 2020. And then they decided eh, it's not the right time. They right. pushed it back. So they will be opening it up on May 2nd of 2021. So that's kind of cool news as well. If yeah. you're looking to stay there, although I did look to see about any reservations. There weren't really a lot available. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but keep checking into it. Maybe something will pop open for you. Right, right. And again, uh, right now you can pay cash for Disney Vacation Club rooms as well. Um, the, right now they're saying that the other resorts will not be open, but who knows as time goes on that things might change quickly. Yeah, they're pushing in California right now right. for them to open up the Disneyland Resort. They're pushing hard. So uh, we may see it, uh, well, not fairly soon, but maybe somewhere mid-April, right. May. Maybe. Well, I think that's what Disneyland is kind of hoping for by the way they put these dates. We just got to hope for the best right now. Now, uh, moving on, we found out uh, a few new debut dates for some interesting shows that are headed to Disney Plus. So that's exciting stuff right. as well. Uh, here, we've been loving WandaVision. So mm -hmm. excited. Next week's finale. It's going to be bonkers. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Now, as far as going forward in March, on March 19th, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. more Marvel content right. is starting. On March 26th, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the new Mighty Ducks series is kicking cool, off. Cool. I guess it's facing off, not kicking right. off. <laughs> on April 16th, Big Shot, which is, uh, I, I think it's a series. It's either a series or a movie, but it stars John Stamos mm -hmm. in it. Um, that is kicking off on that day, or tipping off. I guess it's basketball, I think, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> on may 4th star wars the bad batch the animated series uh, that has some uh, the characters that we saw in clone wars season mm -hmm. seven last uh winter right. uh will be uh, debuting on that cool. day on may 14th this one is exciting for me high school musical the musical <laughs> the series season two will be starting again Yay. i'm looking forward to that i'm hoping to finally get michelle to watch the first season at some right. point uh, more Marvel in June. Loki will be starting on June yes, 11th. That. That's exciting as well. Uh, more Zenimation. If you've been checking out any of the Zenimation, mm -hmm. uh, the season two of Zenimation will also be starting on June 11th. And another uh, thing that's coming out is on June 25th, the Mysterious Benedict Society. I don't know much about that, mm -hmm. but okay. may check that out when that comes out. Uh, in July, something that was kind of skipped over in, when we did Disney Investor Day and people were wondering if it gotten kind of shelved. But no, uh, Monsters at Work will de be debuting on wow, July 2nd. Cool. So we're looking forward yes. to that. Uh, the Turner and Hooch series will be going on on July 16th. And Chippendale Park Life kicks off on July 23rd. Nice. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, finally, one more Marvel announcement that came out this week. We now know the title of the next film featuring our favorite friendly neighborhood web, sling web slinger. That is Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. That is the new title of Spider-Man 3. Very cool. Uh, that is set to be released on December 17th of 2021. They had some fun with it. Um, Tom Holland did a little thing where he kind of put out uh, some teasers <laughs> of what the name could be because he got busted before for accidentally letting the last title leak. Right. Uh, he had like Spider-Man phone home. And I think there's, <laughs> people had a lot of fun with that as far as like Spider-Man home alone and you know, a bunch of different fun stuff. Cute. Uh, that was uh, cute. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle, one, because she's wonderful, gorgeous, <laughs> hardworking, 
and she has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you. Knowing that this is going to run kind of long, I I have a very quick tip. um, And it's one that actually, I hope you never have to use this tip, but it's one of those that it's probably good to know just in case. And um, if you've been to Disney World, you know that your temperature checks are done by staff from Advent Health uh, Care. And so if you ever were to need an urgent care visit while staying on the Disney property, they do provide complimentary transportation to their urgent care center. And we can put in the newsletter, the phone number that you can call there. Um, and I'm sure if you were at a resort, you could ask somebody, but at least then if you, you know, were at the, at the resort staying there and you didn't have a car, you wouldn't have to try to worry about how am I going to get this transportation? You can call and they will provide that uh, to your resort. Very, very good. That's important because uh, we have seen people who've gotten injured. Right. You know? I mean, you turn an ankle, you know. Exactly. Strange things can happen. They do have kitchens. So yeah. You use a knife and you know, right. you know, cut your butt. Yeah. Anything that could happen. Yeah. It's you have good. kids. You get right. yeah. important things that to know while you're out there. So right. good job. Michelle's tip. Oh. Always the best tip. <laughs> uh, my tip this week has to do with what I was talking about a little bit before, the touch of Disney. Now, when we last left Disneyland as an open park, they were going through their Disney California Adventure Food and Wine mm-hmm. Festival. We previewed it, expecting we'd be back there multiple times. Right. We got the Sip and Saver Pass, expecting <laughs> we'd be able to use it multiple times. We only used a couple tabs off of it that first right. time. We're planning on going back. Many of you may be in the same boat we are, where you got your Sip and Saver Pass, only went once, expecting to use it right. again, or and you never got to use it again. Well, you won't be able to use it at a touch of Disney, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. However, Disney is offering refunds if you still have those in your, um, if you still have those around you. So uh, if you want to get a refund for the what's left of your tabs, cool. they're still attached to your Sip and Saver Pass, you can get a $7 refund for each unused tab. Now, again, they have to still be attached. They mm-hmm. can't be detached. Right. They have to still be attached. Uh, and if you want to do that, you can request the refund by calling 888 888- 231-7639, again, 888-231-7639, or going online at Disneyland at the Disneyland website help center and sending them an email and request the refund that way. So there's Very cool. there. So we are going to be doing that yes. with ours as well. <laughs> I can't remember how many we have, four, five left on there. Oh, at least. Yeah, yeah, I think we only used two. Right. So, so we will be getting those refunds mm-hmm. for there. So you, you're not out that money. The Disney will at least give you at least a portion of that right. back to you. So that's good. So good. that's it for this week. Next week, I don't know. We're going to do something. We'll figure out something fun and we will shoot it out to you during on the uh, newsletter this week and let you know out on social media as well. But I saw it. something on the calendar. Maybe you missed it. We'll okay. see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll figure it all out and we'll get that out to you this week. Uh, We appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. The very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Please sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for our (laughs) newsletter. Just another way to be in part of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast world. Another way is also to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. 
Please follow along with us on our YouTube channel as well. You can just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. And you'll know whenever we have a new video there. And if you ever want to email us, contact us for any reason, hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, and we especially appreciate it when you tell a friend about our podcast. Definitely. That's the best way for people to find out about us. But we really appreciate it that you joined us for this a little bit longer episode this week. But we had a lot to talk about from our Walt Disney World trip recap. So hope you don't mind that. But thanks for listening to another uh, episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a good